Hi everybody, this is Nancy Miller from My Creative Life. And today I'm here with Erin Streiner, um, who is a classmate at the Savannah College of Art and Design with me for illustration. Hey Erin, how you doing? I'm all good, Nancy. Thank you for having me. Awesome. Well, it's a nice way to start off the morning. And uh, I enjoyed having, I think we had three classes together. Is that right? Um, we had each other for both of our classes in the, in the winter quarter, I think, when we were taking uh, illustration cons uh, concepts. Yeah, illustration concepts yeah. and drawing in motion. Then we had each other this quarter. Yeah, so that was like three classes. So I wanted to get to learn a little bit more about you. And Absolutely. so can you tell the audience a little bit about your backstory? My backstory, well, uh, I don't have a whole lot of working experience in the art department, but basically in gr growing up, I was one of those kids that was always drawing in his notebook and just doodling away. Some of my teachers, they would get mad at me. And you know, when you just like doing something that develops into a habit and then habits develop into uh, just hobbies to something that you might want to turn into a profession. And I wasn't really good at school. So yeah, naturally I went into school for art because that's the only thing I thought I'd be good at. I didn't really like science. I was good at math, but I was like, yeah. And uh, I spent my undergrad in a small school in West Virginia where I did a couple things. I was an athlete throughout school. I also studied abroad for four months. And when I graduated college, I didn't feel like my skills were really that much up there. So I came here to SCAD to further my education, which is a major shock being from someone who was only an average student his whole life. And now I'm here getting my master's degree. Um, sometimes I'm feeling like it's a bad decision, but uh, for the most part, it's a really good decision because I'm looking at the stuff I do now versus the stuff I did back then. It's a huge improvement. That's awesome. That's great. So can you tell us a little bit more about that moment when you decided, hey, I want to make this a career. I want to be an artist. Well, it goes back to the whole doodling aspect back in school when you draw and then you got a bunch of friends that would be like, oh, that's cool. You can draw and stuff like that. It's just having those people that say that looks really nice. You, you're a really good drawer. It, having that kind of aspect in your life builds up to the more of the want when you have the whole cheer squad. So that's kind of when I knew when I was young, when I had started drawing and people were like, that looks good. And I just wanted to make it better. So was your family supportive about you? Oh, 100%. Oh, that's awesome. Actually, my family, for the most part, my only clients win ever I'm doing like one of my paintings or something and they want one for like their birthday or for a special occasion. They're just like, Aaron, can you do a portrait for us? I'm like, cool. of course. Nice. That's awesome. So I know you touched a little bit about why you decided to go to graduate school, um, maybe a little bit more about why you decided to go to SCAD. I mean, you know, why there's a lot of graduate programs out there. Why SCAD? Right, because I was also looking into the to the Los Angeles School of Art back in California, but uh, my mentor back in college, he actually went to SCAD and got his master's, and he said it would be a really good opportunity, plus it was closer and on this side of the hemisphere that, I mean, 
on the side of the states that I'm actually on versus if I have to go all the way over to California. Mm-hmm. And let's face it, Georgia's a lot cheaper to live in than California is. And and though it's my first time living on my own, um, it's nicer to be a little more closer to my family who live in South Carolina. Okay. So where this was like an easier way for me to further my education, but also just just like be in touch with those people before I'm like actually out there. So I'd have a place to stay and go back and forth with. So this was like a better decision for school. Yeah, that's good. I mean, like family's important for a lot of people. A lot of the artists I've talked to, they talk about their families being inspirations and also support through um, their study in the arts. So that's great. I think it's very important. Family will either they can inhibit or they can make it a lot easier to do what you love. So that's great. My next question is what is your preferred media to work in and why? Well, let's see. If you were to ask me that question probably two years ago, I would have said I like doing the, the simple traditional art where I make these little graphic images and all that. But since came to grad school, digital media, it's a lot easier, it's a lot faster, and it's a lot more professional. And like I said, I've been doing stuff here that I've never done before. And I gotta say, I do love making animation. Like it's lots of fun, though it's lots of work, but the results of it, it's really inspiring. Now, did you do any animation in your undergrad or was this more of a recent thing with grad school? This, it was a recent thing I've never done. Well, I did like these, like the After Effects thing where you just have the picture move a little bit, but actually drawing the same figure moving in and out, that's different. And I like that a lot better than the After Effects. Cool. That's awesome. Yeah, I haven't. Uh, it was just that drawing in motion class that I really did animation. Like, I tried when I was teaching to do animation, but I'd only do like three frames because I went like, I don't have time to do all this work. This is a lot of work. It was very intense, but I learned so much. I think that was an amazing class to be in. I love the group of students that we were with. They were all just so sweet and they were so supportive and friendly and offered tips. So I feel like animation uh, or animators in general, super friendly and nice. Um, they've got the networking thing down, really down pat. So, so who are um, some artists or illustrators that are currently inspiring your work? Oh dear. Uh, I've never had like a strong list to answer that question because there's so many talented people out there and with all the research we've been doing in class, finding the examples and all that, it's, it's kind of hard to just pin down, do I know this person exactly, even though I just looked them up, just found out who this person is, but I look at them, I'm like, okay, I should do that. Then I look at this other person, okay, I should follow what this person's saying. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, it's kind of hard for me to like pin down a specific artist because a lot of them do work that's similar. And when I might think one of them is theirs, it might be someone else's, but it's like good to have reference to go with. Uh, I do think that there are some, like uh, who was that artist that did all the Alice in Wonderland paintings? I oh, the one that you posted, Mary Blair. I love her work. She's yeah, great. She's a good one. 
yeah like I like that era because like she was around the time like I mean, maybe he was a little bit before but I always liked like Tyrus Wong he uh did a lot of the visual development for Bambi so those illustrators I guess the, that were in that uh era they kind of really defined a lot of what I mean to me it it's timeless it's like you look at their work and you go like I I'm shocked that it was done in the 1950s you know, it yeah. doesn't feel Sorry. like, yeah, just very classic work. And it's inspired like so many people. And I've noticed a lot of um, animators, contemporary ones, they're kind of looking back, illustrators as well. And they go like, wow, I really, really like that. So I was curious, my next question is, okay, so some people interpret this in different ways, but like work-life balance, you know, and really if it, you know, when you think about uh, with schoolwork, it could be even just like, you know, with your graduate classes, because I don't know, I would talk to some students, I was like, they're doing three classes. I was like, that is a lot. I go two's enough for me. And then if you're working with graduate school, or, um, or if you're just focused on graduate school, how do you balance your, um, your classwork? I had just moved here. So I was just getting on my feet. I had just found my apartment I had settled in. I hadn't found a part-time job yet. So I was like, I have all the time in the world, but the workload, I was taking two art classes and then an art history class. <laughs> I'm not one for writing papers when it also comes to just keep drawing and nonstop. And that's when I was having my conversation with a bunch of my classmates. One of them was like, I gotta take four classes. I was like, are you out of your goddamn mind? Wow. Like, well, I didn't even know they allowed you to take four classes. I, I'm like, I don't know I don't anybody. Think he ended up doing that, but oh, that, wow. that's that drove me a little crazy. But no, after that quarter, I then dropped down to two and I got myself a part time job. I'm like only like working maybe 10, 20 hours a week. Mm -hmm. uh, but with classes and the workload, it's, it's literally how you break your day down, how you manage your time. Like I wake up at like six o'clock each morning, whether it's for my 8 a.m. class or if I just want to get up, have my breakfast, go to the gym, work out, then have the rest of my day to either work on my work on my homework or if I'm scheduled to work that day, work out the day to when, okay, I'm going to be here. I'm going to be here at work for this hour to this hour. Then when I come home, have a meal and then start doing my homework and always have like how much work you want to get done in that specific amount of time on that day so you don't have to worry about it tomorrow or you can work on this tomorrow is how I practically break it down. Gotcha. That's a good tip. Yeah, because I found I, as I delve more into the program, is like I don't really like switching a lot between classes. So I literally had to block, like I had book illustration and then I had illustration markets with you. I found like, I don't like to switch because the content is so different. I just like to focus on one thing. So I would literally be like, I'm gonna do three to five days on this one project. And then I'm gonna switch before the other deadline to the other class and then put in three to five good days on that. And then I felt a little bit more, I don't know. It's just, everybody's so different. Like I work really slowly, so. Oh yeah, that's. That's another problem that you just mentioned with the whole switching back and forth thing. Yeah. Like I hate that aspect so much when I'm in like contemporary art or yeah. just working on something in my illustration class. And then I have like an animation class or a sequential drawing class I'm taking. 
and I'm liking the project I'm doing more in my illustration or I'm liking the project I'm doing more in the animation. I want to make that work. And then I forget I got to do this as well. It's the going back and forth cycle and it just drives you nuts. Yeah, because I- on that one thing. I agree because it felt like at times like I really like you said you get projects you really want actually I wanted to work on everything last quarter it was great it was a lot of work but I was like I love all these projects but it's like you know your time is limited you have to sleep you have to eat you have to take some breath breaks every time and take a deep breath and just kind of like decompress um so I don't know everybody's so different and I work very slowly I found out I was like I started counting the number of hours I work on one illustration. It's like, this is probably a lot slower than my fellow classmates. And I, I don't know, I just, at the end of the day, I just go like, I'll just have to time manage what works best for me. Are you a faster, do you find that you're faster with the actual early process stuff, like the thumbnails, line drawings, and then you're like, or, or just you're fast all the way through. Like I've talked to some people, they're like, I'm just fast all the way through, or I'm faster at the finish final line. Which one, which one are you? Well, here's how it works for yeah. me. Like, mm -hmm. I do get it done yeah. relatively quickly. Yeah. I've even noticed, okay, I'm getting it done faster than I used to. Like, it's picking oh, up, especially okay. since I found that new graphic style that I've been trying to mend out and get better at. Yeah, I move, like, a lot faster through things that would have taken me a while back then. Mm -hmm. But uh, the main thing that helps me out is when I get started on something and when you're, like, really that into it, you like lose track of time. You get in that kind of zone to where you're not paying attention to, okay, how long has this taken me? You're just getting it done. And then when you finally look at the clock, you're like, oh, okay. Yeah. It took that long or that was fast. <laughs> and, but me, I feel like I'm relatively quick because I usually wait till the last day to get all that prelim work in the thumbnails and all that. Like I can tell you once or twice this quarter when the thumbnails were due, in class i had literally gotten them done either that morning or the night before gotcha mm -hmm. yeah i got to i mean art might be some therapy in some way it makes me express myself but it's nothing compared to going to the gym blowing off some steam mm -hmm. especially when you were an athlete throughout school and athletes i was a swimmer okay. and that's where we get pretty competitive and so yeah, that builds up a lot of steam and there's only so much I can get through and just help, my art helps me relax. And then going to work out, help, keeps me healthy, just helps a balanced lifestyle that it helps out a lot. Yeah, I need to do that more. That's, but yeah, that's great you do that. I need to do more of that um, on a regular basis. So that's a great tip. So what are your plans after you finish graduate school? But what are your plans? What are you thinking about doing? Well, I can tell you this, ain't nothing for certain. This year has proven that, that nothing's for certain. I can tell you what I would like to do. It's not, it may not be what actually is gonna happen mm -hmm. because for me, like I haven't even gotten the internship stuff done. I'll have all my classes done before I have that stuff. So I have like another year worth of classes I gotta take here at SCAD before I'm finished. So by this time in spring, if I don't have my internships done, that will be like the last thing I get done. So, and my, I was speaking to Julie Liverman. She was like, you timed that perfectly because usually it is a better idea to wait to do the internship stuff last because that leads to a potential job. Okay. But right now I'd like to get some freelance work in here locally in Savannah, which 
as fortune has had it, I recently just came into contact with a local business owner that wants me to make him a logo for his company. Cool. And, but you know, get some freelance work, build up the resume, build up the portfolio, present myself to a higher company because I'd either like to get into advertisement or in visual development because that's where I feel like my art is heading. That's where I want my art to head anyways, because that's what I've loved since I was a kid. But yeah, nothing's for certain and I don't want to jinx it. Oh, no, I understand that. I just, you get that question a lot. I'd find that I tend to get that question a lot. Um, so it's just kind of um, one of those things. I do agree with you. I tend to be a little bit more like because of everything that's gone on in the last year, like what I envision as returning to teaching might not even be what I think it's going to be like it might not be in person might be a hybrid so like when people ask me that question it's really hard to say this is exactly what I'm going to do at this point in this point in time it's so hard and so I'm a little bit more open to saying it's just a kind of a general idea which I don't think there's anything wrong with that it just makes you more flexible on what you're you're uh yeah. I feel like in this profession, it's good to keep an open mind of when opportunity presents itself and you're willing to take it. Yeah, I think that's a good um, idea about, you know, because sometimes things that we think um, is the ultimate goal of whatever it might be, that goal um, may not work out, but then there's a secondary or third option that you go like, oh, I didn't really, I think it's all based on perspective perspective of how you look at things and how you um, run with it at the end of the day. So. so in the next question, what would you tell yourself if you could go back in time about your art journey? <laughs> if I could go back in time, how far back in time we're talking here, like my high school years or when I started drawing as a kid? <laughs> it's up to you. How do you want to reflect? It's basically, how do you interpret the question? Well, there's a couple things I'd like to go back and tell my younger self. For starters, start taking things a little more serious. Oh, how do you mean? Well, being as a kid that grew up in Florida and I come from a New England family, we're all laid back people. And because I drew a lot and I was one of those kids that uh, didn't like school very much, didn't pay attention, didn't take things serious, didn't get good grades either. And uh, well, made it hard to actually for even anyone to think that he was going to further his education because 90% of the people I actually went to school with, the majority of them went and joined the army because that was, that was pretty much like what most people were doing in that state. But uh, let's just say my family, they did not want that life for me whatsoever. They wanted me to be more more out there have a better career that didn't involve just putting on camouflage and going overseas uh, especially my grandfather since he served in the navy during during the hard times uh but yeah if i could tell myself i could try a little bit harder in school and not wait till i was a junior in high school to bump up my grades so I get accepted into college because if I had started caring about school a little bit for a little bit better I could have gotten into a better school I probably could have gone to SCAD before beforehand 
And uh, yeah, the thing about it, it's just when you're in that kind of state of mind, there are there were times when you were young, rebellious, we all go through that stage, you just don't care about anything. I could tell myself, hey kid, you, you gotta think ahead of the future, what you actually want, what you can do. But in the end, I wouldn't change it because all of it turned me into the kind of person I am today. And I personally, I think I'm still growing because I'm. this is a new experience. I'm matured a lot better. And well, you can't change what you did, but you can you can change what you're doing. Yeah, that's a good point. I mean, I look at graduate school like um, I'm kind of glad I didn't go until I was much older <laughs> because it's a long time since my undergrad. But it's um, perspective again for me, like what I was willing to invest in and knowing what I wanted to do, I think it was much different. I think it's hard. Um, I taught high school the last three years um, art. And I think it's a lot for anybody who is 18, 19 years old to say, this is what I'm gonna do for the rest of my life. I feel like everything that, that I've done so far, like going off to college, coming here to SCAD, it was, I didn't plan for any of that. I can tell you one thing, if I could go back in time, that kid was not planning on going into a master's school, mm -hmm. let alone going off and doing all the stuff that I did in college and that I've done here. Because in college, uh, like I told you, I studied abroad. I went to, I actually went on an excursion trip with my mentor my freshman year. I was all was already traveling out of the country and seeing things. Then I stayed four months in Australia. Oh, that's cool. Where I went on even more excursions, had one of the greatest experiences of my life. Now here I am in Savannah furthering my furthering my skills more and it's great. Like <laughs> I the kid I was, if I can go back and tell him, hey, someday you're gonna animate your own Jedi. Yeah an animation I made in class, yeah. he would have been like, what? Yeah. Oh. I, and I think that's great. I think pushing yourself, trying new things at the end of life. That's why I was like, you know, you know, it's nobody knows that, you know, I think in our brains, we always put a lot of emphasis on like, well, how is the out, out income? And then what are people going to think? And then finally, I just like, I don't really know that I, I just want to do things because I'm going to learn something from it and I'm going to grow from it. Uh, as far as in the arts, you know, to me, I don't know about other careers. <laughs> I've only done art really. Yeah, I can tell you because I also minored in business in college. And let's just say those, when you're talking to those people, they're not as open-minded as us in the art world about the whole learning opportunities and growing your skills more. No, everyone just cares about, okay, I want to make money <laughs> so I can provide. I'm like, you know, that's not the end all be all right, because I would rather be a starving artist is what they'd say that they you'd end up being versus working a desk job for some nut job in a big chair busting my rump for 50 hours a week making barely making ends meet just so I can go home to a real crappy apartment and not having a dime to spend on people that I care about versus 
just doing something I love and being able to share it with people that I care about, because at the end of the day, that's why I'm really doing this. Like all, all of this that's hanging in my room right now, everything that's on my portfolio, my desktop, everything that I'm learning, creating all these new projects, a lot of it wouldn't mean anything unless I had someone who, someone who I can share it with say, Hey, look what I did. And well, that's the whole thing that got me on this journey is just seeing the looks on people's faces and going like, wow, that's amazing. That's what drives me in this business. That's why I, that's why I like doing this so much. I, I like hearing people tell me that's good. You did a good job on that. So that goes into question number 10. So I feel like you hit on one of your final truths. So if you um, finish all the art you've made in your lifetime and you can't leave that behind and you can only leave behind three final truths, what would they be? Well, just once again, it goes back to the, having the people that you could share this all with. And I think I said it in one of the discussion boards, like after, when I've gotten to that sort of spot where I've made all the art I could and I feel like, okay, I've had my fair share. So now I can, I can rest. I would go in, I'd like to, I've been, I'd like to only because it's been asked to me so many times, Aaron, have you ever thought about teaching? Because a lot of people say you'd probably be a good teacher. I was like, you know what it's been at? I remember when I, that question was asked to me the first time I was like, hell no, I would not want to teach because you don't get paid well enough to just deal with all these yelling and screaming banshees that are constantly asking you to do their work for them. Because I know I was that kind of person. I'd be asking my teacher, can you help me out with this? They're practically doing it for me versus and just driving crazy, running around here and back because you're always gonna be in need of help. But now when I've looked back on everything because I've been, I've been a manager, I've been a team captain, I'm now a master's student in all these discussion boards and even sometimes in a therapy group, everyone's always telling me, you seem to be taking charge and you say all the right things. Have you ever thought about being a teacher? I was like, oh, God damn it, here we go again. So now it's kind of hit my brain like saying, you know what, if I get a good enough experience to where I can just tell an inspiring story to have some other low life doofus take his first step into that path, then I would consider it and so far i've i've done enough that could help out mm -hmm. with some people like if i was an assistant teacher right now maybe i could help out because there are people who have done way more than i have like i when i've talked to ted mikulowski daniel powers yeah. even julie liverman they've all been here for a while but they did a lot when they were my age mm -hmm. and uh yeah, just getting the experience to where you can like share it with people to where they can try to take the same path. That's something I would like to leave behind, just expanding the talent throughout this world, keeping, helping people find an open mind of things. And, uh, and most of all, 
I want to have kids. And if they ever develop talent into this sort of thing, well, this will be something I can help them on. Yeah. I, something I'd be happy to help them on versus all the other stuff that they're going to teach you in school. But like, I want to have something I could really, really pass on to them. Because I'm the only person in my family right now who's actually went to school for this, who's actually artistically inclined, they say. And yeah, when you're that kind of oddball, you want you want to be able to like reach out to other people. That's awesome, Aaron. That's very thoughtful. Um, I appreciate you sharing all of this. And I know that the people who are listening, they may be interested in seeing your work. Um, do you mind doing a shout out for your social media? Uh, sure. My art Instagram is Aaron Striner Art. Uh, you are going to have to put a underscore underneath after Striner and before art. It's Aaron Striner Art at Instagram.com. Okay. I'll put it in the description box as well so people can check it out. But thank you, Aaron. I really appreciate it. It was really um, nice talking to you and I hope you enjoy the rest of your day. No problem, Nancy. Stay in touch.